kids like you Maker of heaven Lord of the land And Lord of the sea Holy and true Faithful and able Lord of all time Hi, this is your friend and brother Ferdinand uh, wishing you a very happy new year. I want to thank the Lord for granting us the great privilege of stepping into 2020 and uh, the decade that is right ahead of us. And I trust that, you know, you can depend on God's faithfulness. Even when we don't know exactly what the future holds, we know that God is faithful and we know that uh, he is more than enough to perfect all that concerns us and to fulfill his will and his purpose for our lives so happy new year to you and to your family and um this also marks the beginning of the series that i've been announcing for some time uh the indwelling experience 20 in 2020 20 in 2020 when we look at the first uh, or rather the 20 chapters, 19 chapters plus introduction of the book, The Indwelling, The Exceeding Greatness of God's Power that is at work in you. And thank you for choosing to come along on the journey. If you haven't already signed up, you can do so at the link accompanying this message where you can uh, join the group. And I will be sharing material on the group that will not be available to the general uh, Truth in Brief audience. So I really want to encourage you to sign up uh, for that. So in this uh, first week of our 20-week journey, we are looking at the introductory part of the book, The Indwelling. And that is important because there are certain things we like to establish right at the outset as we undertake this life-changing study. And I'd like to read the dedication of the book to you. This is very important. Uh, I've written here, it said, This book is dedicated to the next great move of God, an era of ordinary believers, filled with all the fullness of God, walking in all redemption rights and privileges, and revealing God to the world from their varied platforms resulting in earth being filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. You see, the, the purpose of the indwelling is to bring every believer. See, what Jesus did for every man of God, he did for every child of God. There are no exclusive blessings or benefits in the New Testament. It's a new covenant and the Father has brought all of us into this new covenant. And I believe very firmly that the next great move of God will be a move of ordinary believers. It will be an era of ordinary believers who are filled with all the fullness of God. These are believers who are carrying God. And he is willing in them and walking in them, manifesting himself in and through them, wherever they are located, in their different platforms, from the church pulpit, from the banking hall, from the, from the hospital where there are doctors or nurses, you know, from, from the hallowed halls of the judiciary, in government, in politics, in business, in the different aspects and platforms of life. Ordinary believers filled with all the fullness of God, ah, with the Holy Spirit working in them to advance the kingdom of our God. This is what is coming. You are going to see ordinary believers carrying the power of God, manifesting the power.
power of the Holy Spirit. They will not be pulpit people inside church. You see, our understanding of ministry as coming only from the church pulpit is cheating the church. We must see that God wants to mobilize all of God's people to take their place in God's end-time purpose. And God wants to do that by bringing a revelation of the indwelling. The reason is because, you see, the people you call great ministers, it is only the fact that God is inside them, walking and doing the things that you see. And in the same way that God is inside those big ministers, he is also present in every believer. The Bible says he is the Father God who is above all. He is present in you all and then he walks through all. That's, that's the purpose of God. So the more every believer comes to realize the aspect possibilities of the indwelling then the more the entire church can be mobilized to manifest the fullness of God's power and to fulfill his purpose in our generation so that's the purpose of this indwelling and it's going to bring you to the astonishing realization that you are carrying God inside you it's mind-boggling it's mind-boggling the very premise of the book that God will actually and personally and presently indwell believers is mind-boggling and unthinkable but that's what the bible teaches i'm not the one manufacturing this the more you read scripture the more you realize that it is true that christ is in you and then the question is what are the implications what are the implications and i like what my friend you know greg kelly greg is a, a dear dear friend of mine and greg leads a global missions organization called world mission uh, uh headquartered in 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 michigan and and greg said in the foreword that he wrote for the indwelling he said that the indwelling brings us a comprehensive action guide on how to experience the wholeness of the gospel and to minister in the power of Christ. That's what the book does. It shows you the how of the gospel. It shows you the how of ministering like Christ. How is it possible for me as an ordinary believer to experience the fullness of all that Jesus purchased for me and then to serve God with his Holy Spirit doing in me and through me all that he did in Christ. I believe that the indwelling holds the key. Now, in the introductory part of the book, I have laid out what we will be studying. We will establish the reality of the indwelling as a biblical fact, neither mythical nor figurative, but actual. So the indwelling is not a figurative statement. When we say that Christ is in you, there is nothing figurative. I say to people, don't figuratize what God has concretized. That is the truth. And then we are going to see the believers indwelling by the triune God. We are going to see that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit live in the believer. You are inhabited by the Trinity. And that is not an ordinary statement to make. We are also going to be spending time to look at the finished work of Christ and how we can maximize that in ourselves. And then we will be looking at um, the unquantifiable possibilities of a life that is filled with all the fullness of God. And then finally in part 5, we are going to see how to respond to and to maximize the indwelling. There are very practical steps in a chapter which I called Embracing the Indwelling that help us to see how we can practically, very practically, 
maximize the experience of the indwelling. So I'd like to encourage you, if you've not got a copy of the book yet, please do so. I'm not just trying to advertise a book. I believe that the message of this book is life-changing and it is something that God is sending to the body of Christ to mobilize his people and to awaken the giant in every believer and raise up a church of giants instead of a church of dependent believers who are dependent on a few servants of God where they are looking for miracles but they are carrying the miracle worker inside their spirits wow so welcome to 20 in 2020 now in this in the final component of uh, this uh, you know first part I want to share with you what I call engaging truth Mm, engaging truth through the truth cycle and the truth spiral. This is one of the principles that will help you to maximize the content of this book. You see, there are, there are principles that if you attend to them, then you can maximize what we share in the book. And one of them is the principle of the truth cycle and the truth spiral. Now, if you, if you look, if you are part of the indwelling group, you notice that we have sent some slides and I want you to look at those slides because they will help you to follow what I'm sharing. We have a scripture there, 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 18, 2 Corinthians 3, 18 from the Amplified Classic Translation. It says, and all of us with as with unveiled face, because we continue to behold in the word of God as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord. We are constantly being transfigured into his own very image in ever-increasing splendor and from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. This scripture is saying that as we gaze with open and unveiled face at the glory of Jesus and we are seeing him in the word of God, in the mirror of the word of God, that we ourselves begin to experience transformation a metamorphosis a transfiguration that changes us from one degree of glory to another degree of glory and the bible says all of this happens by the working of the spirit of god who is transforming us from inside so i wanted you to note that so the, we are called as believers first of all to take a translation to experience a translation from sin to righteousness from shame to glory now that's a translation but when we have arrived in glory as a child as children of god we now have a journey that god has ordained and that journey is from one degree of glory to another degree of glory in other words there are degrees of glory and god wants us to keep changing degrees and you see the point which you're going to find in the book the indwelling when degrees change possibilities also change every believer does not operate at the same degree of glory and you see the possibilities you are going to experience are dependent on the degree of glory at which you are operating you see degrees of glory imply different levels of possibilities i mean other areas of life you find the same principle degrees of temperature degrees of finances will determine how much you can buy degrees of information will determine how much access you have degrees of knowledge will determine how much problems levels of problems that you can solve so you see degrees confer possibilities and god wants us to change from one degree of glory to other degree of glory but how does that happen how does that happen? He says it is as we gaze at the mirror 
of the word of God and then the Holy Spirit transforms us. So there is a process that produces transformation and that is what happens when we engage the mirror, when we engage the truth of the word of God, when we engage the light that we find in God's eternal word, then we begin to experience transformation. Now the process by which we engage the truth is something which I call the truth cycle. The truth cycle. And now, the truth cycle simply means that if we live truth, you see, as long as truth remains as, as unengaged, it is just mere information. For instance, if you say, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. That is information. Of course, it's information from God, but it's information. So truth remains mere information until it is engaged. So, when we now want to engage truth, we engage the truth through what I call the truth cycle. The truth cycle. And the truth cycle has six different phases. You're going to see that on the fourth slide uh, that I've shared with you. And that's, that's what I call the truth cycle. It begins with information. That's number one. And then the arrow now goes down to observation and then revelation and then implications application and then transformation so what god intends is that when the word of god comes to us we now receive it as information of course it's information from god but we must first of all accept it as divinely provided information and then what do we do with this information now we now begin to observe the information that's number two observation observation is the second component of the truth cycle with the help of the holy spirit we observe the information we have received we pay attention to the details you see when you observe you are looking more closely you are paying attention to the details of what you are looking at and then as we observe revelation begins to come out insight we begin to we begin to see things that we did not see before uh, as we observe by meditation, you are chewing the, the information. You are looking at it from different angles. And then you start seeing things you did not see before. So these are revelations now. Insight coming out of the world. The next step in the truth cycle is the implications. So now, now that I'm seeing these revelations, what are the implications of what I am seeing from this scripture? You see, when I was a younger believer, I thought that the primary purpose of the Bible was just to provide revelations. But I came to understand that no, 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 no. The Word of God doesn't just want to excite us with revelation. The Word of God comes to transform us. But we need to have revelation before we can experience transformation. So, revelation comes as we observe the truth of the Word of God and then... The next thing now, after getting revelation, is what are the implications of these revelations? So what does this mean now? You see, as we are going to see, for example, the Bible says, You are of God, little children, and you have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So as we are observing, we are observing that this scripture is written to little children. It's not a promise to overcome is a statement of fact. He didn't say you will overcome. He says you have overcome already. You have overcome. It's not you will. You have. We are more than conquerors. And then he says little children. He said, why is that so? He said because greater is he that is where? In you. Not on you. Not with you. Not for you. He that is in you than he that is where? 
in the world so there's somebody in me as a child of god and there's also somebody in the world but the one that is in me is greater is mightier as the amplified bible puts it now so the fourth point now is so what are the implications what are the implications of carrying the greater mightier one inside me you see that's the truth cycle now when i now begin to see the implications should i be carrying the mightier greater one in me and i am fearful should i carry the greater one in me and i will be stranded should i carry the one that has overcome in me and i will be terrified of what is going to happen tomorrow so you see the implications of carrying the greater one inside me are, are, are beginning to unfold and that brings me now to number five in the truth cycle which is application so what am i going to do about it so if i'm carrying the greater one and his presence implies victory so what am i going to do now i apply the word i refuse fear i rebuke and reject fear because god has not given us a spirit of fear but of power of love and of a sound mind now when i do that when i do that i experience transformation so you see the truth cycle comes from information observation revelation implications and then once you make the application you experience the transformation but if you look at the next slide which i have there you will notice that you will notice that it now goes up so you see that i put an x at that slide this is slide number five now Trans once you experience transformation you cannot come back to the same level but you see the information does not disappear so you will still experience that information the information will still be there for you to encounter but because you have experienced the transformation that comes by applying the truth of the word of god it moves you to another level now once that happens you have changed levels so you are no longer at the level where you started for example john 3 16 god so loved the world he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life do you know that an unbeliever can read that scripture and then follow this principle of the truth cycle once you make the application that unbeliever experiences transformation he becomes a child of god so you see he is no longer where he started he has changed levels translation has taken place he started as an unbeliever encountered the word engaged the word and he experienced transformation now he continues on that cycle now but at a higher level because john 3 16 is still in the book so he comes back to it and then he reads it again god so loved the world he gave his only son so i'm not the only one that god loved he applies the word again and he becomes an evangelist winning others to christ notice that he has moved to another level he comes back to the same john 3 16 applies the word again he said god so loved the world ah and i can't love my wife if god could love the whole world why can't i love my wife oh god help me as he applies that word that man now changes he becomes a correct family man that loves his family and cherishes his, his, his spouse notice what is going on he is changing degrees from the same information by engaging it through the truth cycle so you see what has happened is that when you apply the word of god transformation opens up a spiral and the cycle changes to a spiral this is how we change levels once you apply the word and then the next thing you now see is that there are now multiple spirals continued spirals repeated cumulative spirals 
moving you from one degree of glory to another degree of glory and if you look at those slides you will notice the side view of the spiral you have the one if you look at it from above and you look at it from the side you can see the levels changing as the spiral keeps going upwards as you are applying the word of god you experience transformation you still encounter the word you experience transformation as you apply it and that transformation continues until we become like christ himself this is the plan of god so notice that as this transformation takes place you also change levels and as your levels change possibilities change you see at level one things were impossible but if you continue to level two the things that were impossible they become very difficult but possible <laughs> then you get to level three where the thing is possible then you come to a higher level where it's not just possible it's normal is to be expected and then you get to another level where it is guaranteed you come to a point where you know you is no longer just believing you have crossed the point of believing to knowing that the word of god cannot be broken so my purpose of sharing this with you as we begin this journey uh, 20 in 2020 is so that you can apply this to the truths that we will be encountering together what are the implications of carrying god inside what are the implications of having the same christ the same holy spirit that raised up jesus from the dead living inside me what does it imply what what is it true be free to ask whether it is true see do your own bible study with this matter and determine whether it is true that we are indwelt by the almighty god and my brother my dear sister the astounding implications of this revelation will manifest in your life and i promise you you will never be the same god will bring total deliverance to your own life and beyond that you yourself will carry the power of god and bring deliverance to our generation in jesus name amen so thank you for being with me on this uh, uh, edition of truth in brief and 20 in 2020 and don't forget to get the book and begin to study along these lines and make this a prayer that god will give you insight in his word and that you will apply it let's pray father thank you for 20 in 2020 and the word you brought to us we just desire to change degrees as we encounter the truth of the indwelling in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Remember to invite someone to join uh, the Indwelling in, uh, 20 in 2020 experience uh, by clicking on one of the links below. And if you reach me, it will be my joy to respond to you. God bless you. Maker of heaven, Lord of the land, and Lord of the sea.